Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Lush Life No Labels. I'm Michelle. And this is Alfredo. This is already our fourth episode. Thank you for sticking with us. Did you think we would get this far? I'm actually proud of us for our sticking with this, sticking to this, and not quitting after two episodes. You know, we've we're keeping we're keeping it up. Yes, I'm proud of us. So this podcast, obviously, we're talking about friendship a lot. We're friends. And this week, we wanted to talk about friendship and making friends and how hard it can be to make friends in your 20s. Michelle and I haven't lived in the same city for how many years? Over five years, for sure. It's been a long time. Yeah, like six years, maybe six years, I guess. So we haven't lived in the same city, but we've kept in touch this whole time and we visit each other. She's going to come visit me soon. I'm going to come visit her next month. But one thing we've talked about a lot is how hard it is to make new friends as you get older. And I don't think that we're weird people that we're socially <laughs> inept. For, I we mean, both have a good group of friends around, but what we want to talk about more is as we get older, how do we maintain friendships? Do we seek out more friends? Some people are fine with the circle that they have. Some people want to expand friends. Maybe you start a new activity and you meet people through that. We wanted to talk about that because both of us, at least this week for our topic of the week, we had different interactions with friends. And so we wanted to use that as the main point for our conversation today. And that's what we were getting into is, you know, when you're in school, whether that be grade school, high school, or university, or even grad school, it's pretty easy to make friends because you're going through the same experience with everybody you're with. Mm -hmm. And they also facilitate making friends through orientation, clubs. Even the dorms, you live, you live together. We lived in the same building our first year of university, and we met the first week of school, basically. And we've been friends since then. So now we're 28, 29. So it's been about Yeah, I describe our friendship when I talk to other people. I say we have a long distance friendship because we've been maintaining this over international waters before too. And now we're back in the same time zone, which is interesting for us. But we've had to communicate virtually for longer than we actually went to school for. At this point, yes. And, but we still see each other on and off occasionally. Michelle came to Spain to visit me even. I think for us not being in the same place, we are very intentional about seeing each other. And for us, I think we mutually like to see each other in person as well a few times a year. But I think those types of things over time when you're friends with people. So I guess the question that I'm trying to get at is, do you think you and I have been more intentional about our friendship compared to when we first started being friends? I mean, we definitely don't spend time physically together anymore as often. Obviously, we don't live in the same city or even the same country. But I think maybe a lot of people can relate to this. And it happened to me with Michelle and with other friends I have was that during COVID, when it started, when there was the lockdown and you were home, 
the only way to really communicate with your friends or family was through Zoom, Skype, FaceTime. Uh, one thing that happened with me was that I, I kind of reconnected with some of my friends that maybe didn't live where I was living in Spain, but people I knew from America or other parts of Spain, we kind of reignited our contact and we spoke even more when we were in lockdown and staying home. And because of that whole experience, I've learned that the distance doesn't really matter between a friend if this makes any sense i moved to i moved to florida in the u.s from spain about a year or so ago and i don't know many people here in florida i've met people of course but my best friends don't live here but i still feel that i am in strong contact with my really good friends from spain and from other parts of america very frequently so i still feel close to them even if i don't see them in person and i still keep in touch with them a lot and yeah. that's something i think i learned through covid i completely agree and i think especially the best friends and that's what i was saying i guess for me about intentional because Sometimes you end up having a different life than your friends. Maybe your schedules don't align. So life can sort of get in the way of talking to people. And so with COVID, we had plenty of more time to get back to those friendships. And for me now, my really good friends, a lot of them don't live in my area as well. And so we are really intentional about talking and seeing each other and just we want to be in each other's lives even though we don't live in the same place and I think that's pretty nice but I do agree that COVID helped me strengthen a lot of my friendships that I still have today. For sure and it helped me reconnect and like I said you reconsider you know how important it is to see the person in you know in flesh and blood that's mm -hmm. expression right? COVID definitely did not save all of my friendships though. Really? No, I think that's just a part of life too. As time goes on, not everyone stays in your life. And that's just because of circumstances, because of differences, whatever it may be, because we also change, we can change or our circumstances can change over time. And I think not all friendships can withstand time. That's true. But also my next thought would be of the friend group you have, would you say it's pretty stable now? Yeah, I would say that. I have a lot of people who... I consider friends who we, I, I believe at least that we value each other that in strong ways. So I would say, yes, I do have a strong core group of friends. I would say that as well, but I think that it's sort of filtered out. I've sort of filtered out people that were not good friends. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this a lot in general when I was living in Madrid. I didn't have many friends, but the friends I had were good friends, like people I could count on to let me sleep at their house or help me out if I needed something. And I think that's kind of in stark contrast to how I used to be when I was 18 or 19 or even in my early 20s, where I had a lot of people I hung out with that maybe then I would have considered them to be a friend. Friends, but now okay. I don't know if I would really consider those people friends. But I had a very active social life and I was always I seeing people. <laughs> but now I think it's different. I, for example, this doesn't happen to me here in 
because I don't go out as much. But in Spain, I had a lot of, I don't know if I'd call them friends, like people you would see out and about, like acquaintances, and you would be friendly with them if you saw them, but they're not your friends. Yeah, that makes sense. But I also think as you get older, you have more criteria about what is a friend to you and what you look for in a friend. And you're more choose you're choosy about who you want to be friends with. Yeah, and I think that coincides with getting to know yourself more. So you get to know yourself more, your likes, your dislikes. And I think for me, in terms of friends, I spend energy. I want to be, I don't want to just feel like I'm wasting my time or that something is not mutually beneficial for us. If it's a friend situation, I want to spend my time with people that I really care about and really click with. So I get what you're saying with those acquaintances, because there are a lot of people that I know that, yeah, I'm friendly with them and we can hang out and events and things like that. But I may not reach out if I'm having a hard time or if I made a milestone or whatever it may be. So I agree that we have those types of people in our lives because not everyone is your friend and that's okay. No, exactly. And I think you you become more discerning about knowing, okay, this person really is my friend. This person isn't. But it gets harder to make friends as you get older. And for me, it's been an experience since I moved here to Florida. I moved not knowing anybody, really. And I have I do spend more time alone than I used to. And I've asked myself a lot of questions. And I've talked to Michelle about this, too, where I've said to myself, am I weird? <laughs> There's something wrong with me. I haven't made many friends here. And I don't think that it's that I have social problems or social ineptitudes that impede me from making friends. It just becomes harder as you get older to make friends. Because I think, one, you're more choosy and demanding about the people you spend your time with. And also, it's different as adults. We're working a lot. We don't have as much time to, to just hang out with people. Yeah, that's true. And I, I mean, you mentioned this before. When we're younger, we're in environments where we can make friends. We're more eager to make new friends. You're saying we all work. It takes a lot of energy sometimes to make a friend and to start building a relationship versus continuing to sort of water the relationships you already have because you don't know this person and there's a lot of things that may go into meeting those criteria that you consider a friend so if someone doesn't have those qualities sometimes it's easier to just break off the friendship earlier on because it's that's better than continuing to try to drag something that may not work no and it's hard and I think you know when you're when I was 18 I was always excited and willing and able to meet new people and I would be excited we met because I was trying to make friends during orientation and I walked into your hall and you all were in that lounge because my hall didn't have a lounge but you all were in that lounge just talking and things like that and I think that's how we ended up meeting so the eagerness of like these days as an adult I'm not going to just walk into a room per se and just depending on the environment right but I'm not going to just do that and expect to just start friendships that way it's much harder No, and I don't know if it's you get more shy or you're less enthusiastic or what it is, but that definitely happens to me too, where sometimes I might be invited to go to a bar or some sort of social event. And sometimes I say to myself, you know what, I'd rather just stay home and read a book or watch Mm -hmm. something. And I think that that's a change in me because I think at 18, I would have said, oh, let's go, let's go. And I try to still keep that spirit in me active of being willing and open to meeting new people. But it's it's not as easy, I think. 
Yeah, but you went to a concert recently, right? By accepting an invitation from a new friend. Definitely. And I do, I try to keep, make myself be open to these new things. And like I said, most of my friends don't live in the city I'm living in. They live in other places. So I do think it's important to have these in-person, you know, in interactions and spending, it's important to spend time with people in real time. But I do sometimes feel more hesitant and reluctant to agree to meet up with people now and it's surprising to me but at the same time I want to keep that eagerness because it's an I think it's an important part of life to meet new people and have new experiences and I am deep down I am an extroverted person I love meeting new people mm -hmm. but I'm not as eager I guess as when I was you know 18. Yeah I think that makes a lot of sense and for me it's definitely harder to make new friends. I think making those acquaintances that you see out at certain events and environments, that's one thing. But friends who I am, for me, sometimes finding a commonality with them or an activity that we can do together is one way to start a friendship because you can bond on that activity and then talk while you're doing it and get to know each other more. But I've also made friends where we did have some things in common, but then I guess over time, the friendship didn't really last because I felt like, oh, I, I was like reaching out to try to hang out with the friend and they weren't, at first they were enthusiastic and then they weren't and then they completely fell off the map. And so sometimes, you know, making new friends doesn't always go the way you want, but that's not to say that with long-term friends that can't always, that does not always happen. You're saying well. that you might also grow apart as friends. Exactly. With new friends, with old friends, but I do think it's nice to meet new people and you can discover things about yourself or what you like, don't like, and things like that. And I get it for people who are introverted. It may be a bit harder to make friends. I would say I'm ambivert, the in-between. So I get a little bit of both, but what do you think about making new friends? For you, you've moved to a new place. So you've had to meet everyone that you know now. Have you found that to be hard or difficult? You recommended me to use Bumble Friends and it oh, was yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, not where it was I have a friend out. who used it. It was not a good. I have a friend who used it in a different city and it did work for her. Yeah, it was. So it it's was, a hit or miss, just like any other. It was not game. really giving any good results, I would say, this Bumble Friends. What do you think it was missing? Was it like it didn't know the criteria that you have about friends? Yeah, and I think that it's hard because you want to be open-minded, right? And so maybe if I put, you know, Alfredo, I just moved here from Spain looking to meet people, then I would kind of say to myself, I don't know if I want to meet up with these people. And also that's a whole other topic in itself is that you're judging these people based on a profile on an app. And I know that that has its limitations, but sometimes maybe I was being judgmental, but I would just say to myself, I don't really know what I have in common with this person. Right. And that's the thing. I think part of meeting people virtually can be that way, unless there was an initial commonality that you found or something like that. But like I think I that's think the hard part. Where the two hosts are, they met on Twitter on the app years ago, I think over a decade ago, over messaging on something, a, a mutual like or something like that. And then now they're really good friends and in each other's lives and it's been great for them. So I do think there are ways to make friends online. And I'm sure a lot of listeners have made friends online 
through different means. But I think for me or with my personality, making a friend, usually I have to have to spend one-on-one time with them. Sometimes you meet people in groups, but for me, I find it hard to connect with someone unless I'm speaking only with them. And that's really the way that I can cultivate a new friend. So even if it's a, I've never tried making friends through profiles online, but I think if I met someone for the first time, I would try to do a one-on-one. That's the easiest way for me to see if I click with someone or not. But if it's in a group, it's harder for me to discern it. It's interesting. They are on their own with me. That's true. And obviously for me to feel close to somebody, I need to feel like we can be alone, just the two of us and talk about anything and feel comfortable. And sometimes you can hang out with people in a group, but you cannot hang out with them one-on-one. Exactly. well, you wouldn't want to. Let's I don't say. make friends ever when it's in a group. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I would have had to have some other interaction with the person that was alone with them, even if it was just several conversations. It's interesting though, the story about the Twitter is interesting. It's interesting to me because I always find it really nice and inspiring when you hear about people who become friends kind of spontaneously out of nowhere when you weren't really expecting to be friends, because that can happen as well. For example, in Madrid, probably my best friend in Madrid went to my gym and then I randomly ran into him and we started hanging out. And this was been a while, at least three or four years ago. But that happened completely unexpectedly. It was very low, low stakes. We were just ran into each other at the we ran into each other at the gym and then we hung outside once and went for a walk and then we became really good friends and it just happened. And that's always nice when those things do happen. And that's why I say I try to keep an open mind about it and say to myself, you know, maybe I can't meet someone spontaneously and we will become really good friends because, you know, everyone is built a certain way. Everyone has a certain type of personality and interest. And maybe serendipitously, you meet someone who really clicks with you. And that can definitely happen. I don't think it's probable, but it definitely can happen. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to what you said also about friend groups, mm-hmm. because we've talked about this a lot. But I've never been someone to have a big friend group. Most of the time, my friend groups have been maybe four people most at most. And not even that. I actually prefer one-on-one, maybe intimate social interactions more than big groups. But then other people will be, you know, 10 people and they hang out all the time together. Yeah, I have mixtures of friend groups. I have different friend groups based on when I met them or how I met them. But I'd say I don't have, yeah, we're not rolling 10 deep. Like that's not what it is for any of my friend groups. But I do have a lot of friends in different areas. And but yeah, I do prefer one-on-ones. But then, yeah, if you have like three or four, I think that's nice. Or if you, you know, have a, like if somebody has a party or as an event, like maybe more of you are there, but that's a, more of a every once in a while. It's also cultural because in Spain and I, and like Latino people as well are usually in groups. They like to do things in big groups. And that's something that I never really internalized, I guess, what the word, assimilated. But that's pretty common in Spain, you know, to have eight friends and they all go to a restaurant together and they all go to the club together and 
I've never been that way personally. Yeah, I think I've been in situations on and off like that, but it really just depends on the friends. But I think going eight people to the restaurant only happens if it's someone's birthday or, you know, when I was in school, for example, like we would do a lot of people are going to different events, but that's because like school events and things like that so there you would have more people but my close friends it wouldn't be like 10 people for most things that's for sure thing i want to touch on is i just mentioned this now you know there's a cultural element to friendship because i would say spanish people like to spend a lot of time with their friends obviously every individual is different but i would say culturally Spanish people, Latino people like to do things together a lot and spend a lot of time together. And I think in other cultures, that's not as important to people with their friends. So in terms of frequency, how often would you say you hang out with your friends? And how long, how much time do you spend with them? It depends on the friend. So some friends, we just text a lot and then we'll see each other in person for a few days at a time, at least once or twice in the year. Some friends I see more frequently. Because like I said, a lot of my good friends don't live here. Usually it's I'm seeing them for a couple of days at a time. Some I see more frequent. Like I see you more frequently, even as a long distance friend, than some of my other long distance friends. You know what I mean? But I, I would say during my week, I do spend, I see at least one friend a week. That's for sure. In person. That's um, good. Like what? Well, at least one day, or we we may spend an afternoon together. For me, I spend hours with my friends. We don't just like meet up for thirty minutes and then like we don't do appointments like that. So when I'm with my friends, we are together for like the whole day or all afternoon, or we'll do brunch, but then we'll do, like walk around. So we do at least two hours, maybe, or at minimum two hours. I would say is how much time I spend with my friends, no matter it, 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 or at least with my close friends. Yeah. This is also kind of cultural, I think, because I think Americans are more likely to plan friend time. Like, let's go get lunch at noon on Wednesday. <laughs> and I understand people here work busy lives. People work yeah. a lot. And I remember it was sort of a cultural shock to me when I came here about a year ago. And I, I messaged someone who I had known from when we went to university together. And I said, hi, I'm back in America. I would like to see you. And he said... And this was maybe a Saturday. He said, I'm free at Wednesday for lunch. And it kind of blew my mind because I don't know what I'm doing that far in advance, usually on a Wednesday. <laughs> so I was like, what? Um, I'm the type of person who would, though, honestly. So, No, I, I understand that. But I think <laughs> in Spain, a lot of people don't plan out their time that much. Oh, they just I say, see. you know, I'm free. Like, let's hang out. And I do find that here people are not as spontaneous about let's just meet they're penciling you into their schedule. Yeah. And I think that in other cultures, people are more spontaneous about saying, like, hey, I'm free right now, or I'll be free in two hours. Why don't we yeah. hang out? So I have, yeah. There's someone in my life who's like that, who's much so I'm an immigrant, but I've been here for 20 years and this person's a more recent immigrant and we're from a similar culture and they're like that where they're like, oh, what are you doing in 30 minutes? And I'm like, I didn't, I like don't have time. Like I've already planned out. I plan my time out more. It's interesting because I've been living here for so long. So I do plan out my time during that 
but I also have days where it's like, I don't pencil my friends. Like I leave time because I'm like, oh, I might want to hang out with this person or these three people or whoever it may be. So I leave time because I want to, if my friend's like, hey, do you want to go do this? I'll say yes to that, that day. So I think for me, it depends on how much I have going on. And maybe that's the American thing. So it's a little bit of both. Like, I think, for example, when we're together, we don't necessarily schedule things. We just, like, we if we visit each other, hanging out with our friends, sometimes we might schedule like, a, oh, let's go to dinner tomorrow night with these people. But I think we also have random times where we may do spontaneous things with friends. And it's not always a schedule. But maybe, no. it's, do you think we only do that with people we're closer with, though? Like we're more flexible with our time with people who we would prefer more time to spend with versus someone who is a friend, but maybe isn't as good a friend. You're, I guess my question is your readiness to hang out with someone. Do you think that depends on how close you are with them? When you're close with somebody, I think that, you know, this even goes into dating. When you're really comfortable with somebody you don't feel pressured or there's any expectation to be a certain way or or that the interaction will be a certain way. You know, you can just hang out and not do anything and you know that you'll enjoy that person's company. Exactly. And maybe with a new person, you don't know them as well. So you might be more worried or concerned about, oh, are they going to have fun with me? Are they going to enjoy hanging out with me? Versus, you know, someone that you've known forever. Like with Michelle, we can just do nothing together and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And we don't need to plan activities or really anything. Even when I go visit her or she visits me, it's not like, all right, uh, we have, this is our itinerary. Do this. this and this and this. Like I'll have fun just staying home doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. On that point, I think a good segue then is... What do you think makes a fulfilling friendship? Because people might have friends, but they might not be happy with their friends. I think that that has to do a lot about the people you permit into your life and the kind of friends that you keep and what you demand. But my question then is, what do you think the keys are to a fulfilling friendship? When you think about friends you have that you really appreciate them and value them and you feel that they reciprocate that what qualities do you see in those friendships that's a great question I think I'm thinking I mean you talked about not being happy with your friends I think even some of my good friends that I still have in my life there have been times where we have not been happy with one another and I think what friendships just like any relationship I would say and most people may agree takes work not takes work but it takes both of the people wanting to make it work and for me I, I would say a lot of my friendships I the ones that I have now we don't have I'm not having like a big blow up with them or anything like that like I don't feel like my friendships are work personally for my close friends I think my friends and I understand each other which is what makes me really like our friendship me being able to be myself around this person me feeling like they are not going to judge me for being me having fun with them uh, I laugh a lot with my friends and that's really important for me being able to giggle together over nothing and over everything is really important having like different things in common with each other like you said for me just being around each other doing nothing 
and enjoying each other's company is really what makes a friend. But I think a friend also is for the good times, of course, you can go out and dance together and eat together, all of that stuff. But also if you're going through a hard time as people do, maybe when it's not so joyful, friends should be able to listen to you and support you just by being there for you, right? We're talking about, we don't live in the same place, but you and I are very supportive of one another. We're willing to listen to each other through the good and the bad and rant to each other and just feel like it's okay and feel like there's and somebody think, to support us. And I think we know about what's going on in each other's lives. So if, you know, if certain job thing is happening to Michelle or family thing or whatever, I already know about it. And if she wants to tell me about it, then I've, I'm already kind of clued in on the whole background story. Yeah. And I think your friends, for me too, like your friends should hold you accountable, right? Like it's not like, oh, like your friends should be in your corner and all that stuff. But I think for my friends and I, we're also sarcastic with each other, but like we're, you know, we also help each other out. As you get older, right? Like maybe we became friends over certain things, but then it's like, oh, now we talk about career and we talk about other things growing up. And so it's somebody who, for me, I, my friends are my family. That's one of the definitions that I would take from what a family can be. For sure. And I think it's interesting that you say hold accountable because one, I think about our friendship that I love and appreciate is that I know that Michelle wouldn't just tell me what I want to hear or if I were being unreasonable or if I were in the wrong, she wouldn't just encourage me like, yeah, like, fuck mm -hmm. that person she would really see it from both sides and offer a kind of impartial take on the whole situation and that's something I like that my friends can encourage me to grow as a person too not just kind of tell me what I want to hear and to be psychophantic or anything yeah. like that yeah. and that's the type of friendships that we like but I do know that people different types of friendships exist so some people don't want all of the things that we want in friendships some people maybe they just want this person to distract them from things about their life or things that they don't want to necessarily think about right so sometimes you have friends that you do certain activities with and everything too I think that certain types of friendships exist but I do I like the fact that we are compatible in our friendship but it's also interesting because when we were first friends and we were students, we didn't have the type of friendship that we have now. And I think two things, you change as a person as you get older, you grow up, hopefully you mature and grow as a person. That's the, you know, you would hope that's what happens with people. And your friends can change too. And Michelle and I are very different people than when we became friends, but we've grown together and we haven't drifted apart but I have had cases where I don't think that my friends or former friends have grown as people or we grew in just different ways and we can't be friends anymore and it's nice when you have friends like our friendship where we've changed a lot but we can still be friends and our friendship has even gotten more intimate I guess Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we've talked about, as we've gotten older, we've talked about more things than we did in university that I wouldn't have really wanted to speak about, you know, like family things. or More open with each other. 
yeah, our insecurities where, you know, when you're younger, maybe you don't feel as comfortable talking about those type of things with people. But now it's important for me to be able to talk about those type of things with a friend, because if we can't share our vulnerable side with somebody, then why are we friends with them? Yeah. In this, in the same vein, though, so we're talking about positive friendship traits. Some people keep negative, toxic friends. Yes. And they don't do anything about it. Why do you think that is? negative toxic friends I think people who stay friends with negative toxic friends unless you really know the dynamic of that friendship maybe there's maybe they actually co-sign the way that that person acts so that could say something about them like mutually like dependency amongst the there could be mutual dependency yeah there could be some other reason why they can't cut off the friendship maybe they want to but they don't have the courage to or it could be any reason if it's not that they actually co-sign it. But just like with other things, sometimes it's hard to untangle yourself from certain people in your life. Sometimes it takes a lot. For me, I've had friendships where it was very negative, but it continued on for far too long. And that was because it was hard for me to break off that friendship. For whatever reason, I couldn't do it. And I guess that happens with relationships well, too. I know. did. Exactly. With other relationships as well. Well, I mean, romantic relationships where people stay in them, even though they deep down know it's not going anywhere or it's only bringing negativity or bad uh, energy to their lives, but they stick it and stick with it. Yeah. I was going to say, I've also had friendships where we had negative things going on and we were able to work it out. So that is also something where if the people decide, you know what, let's both try to figure this out, then you can repair it. Whether your friendship will be exactly the same as it was before, that I don't know. But if you want to stay in the friendship and you want to save the friendship, for me, there have been times where I've actually put in effort to try to resolve things with a friend and it worked out. And in other cases, it hasn't. So Sometimes that's how life is. We had a very serious fight in university. We did, actually. Well, let let me explain. I didn't know it was that serious. Okay. But basically, Michelle didn't have a kitchen at her apartment. I didn't. So she would leave some of her food at another friend's house Mm -hmm. and one time I went to his house and heated up her french fries or chicken nuggets or Or something something. and I ate them and didn't think of it I said oh you know it's not a big deal I'll just replace it when I have the time and you didn't tell me yes I didn't that day I remember this because it was just it was like maybe the biggest thing that's ever happened between us so maybe that has said something about our friendship but So I had a final for an exam that had been one of the most challenging classes I've ever taken in my academic career. And the exam was at night. So by the time it had finished, none of the restaurants would have been open. So I wanted to go eat this food and I I hadn't eaten all day. And I go to eat this after this exam and my food was completely gone. So the devastation of being defeated by my exam and then just not having anything to eat 
just made me so mad. So I tried to explain this to you and you didn't take me seriously. You laughed in my face and I felt so wronged. I just stopped talking to you. Okay, but, but it was a while. Like I think I said, hey, what's up? And the messages just went unanswered. You <laughs> met with silence. But in my defense, I didn't realize this whole element of the test. I thought that she was just being really unreasonable that I had eaten her food. I had explained it to you. You just thought it was no big deal. I mean, it was just a communication thing. But I just think sometimes, even with friends, you have to try to understand. Well, for me, I think sometimes it's hard to understand other people and you may think that people are being unreasonable, which I totally get. It's like, I get why you would think that. I think for me, it was something where if I express a communication barrier or like if I express something to a friend, because I, I think we were saying earlier that we value our friends supporting us and things like that about other things that are happening in our in our lives. But between the friends, things have to be going well between us. So for me, I felt like if I aired my grievances to a friend about something that I felt was very important, I'd want them to take it seriously or at least try to understand me from my side because I try to understand other people from their side. You know, So that's one of the things that I do value in a friend is that we will listen to each other's issues, but we will also listen to each other if there's something that we feel like we need to address. And that's what some of my stronger friendships, that's what makes it strong for me. And the, some of the friendships that have not lasted for me between university and now, it's because the that value was not mutual between me and the friend. And so it broke down. So that's why that has been our biggest fight. And we were able, able to overcome that. So... Well, let's wrap up the episode. I hope that this was a thought-provoking dialogue between us about friendship and it made you think about the friends you have in your life. To start off, I'm not going to ask a question to our listeners, but instead of that, I'm going to just ask you to think about a really good friend that you have in your life, someone that you can count on, who you appreciate, who you feel grateful for, who accepts you for you, that you feel like you can be 100% yourself around. And I want you to think about that person and tell them how much you appreciate having them in your life. I appreciate having you in my life, Alfredo. I do too. I appreciate having you in my life, Michelle. But we're we're not too cheesy. <laughs> but I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is to think about a friendship that for lack of a better term maybe on the rocks or think about if there are any friendships that you want to have a conversation about or you want to put in more effort or you you want to pull back a little bit whatever it may be and think about whether or not it's worth your time to continue to have that person be in your life it doesn't need to be a big thing you don't need to cut anyone out of your life but it may be worth thinking about the other side too and lastly, I'd like you to think about your friend circle and the people that you keep in your life and think about how often you see them, how often you talk to them, and ask yourself if you're happy with the level of communication and interaction that you have right now, or if you'd like it to be different. And with that, we'll end today's episode. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening.